Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Gentlemen, shall we do this from the rugby dungeon? Yes, Tim. Let's do it. Phil? I'm ready, Tim. Hands in and pod on three. One, two, three. Pod. pod. Here we go then with the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast from JB's Basement, a.k.a. the Rugby Dungeon. And we have just finished a, an incredible weekend of rugby. I'm just going to go out on a limb straight away, gentlemen, and say already the 2015 World Cup is the greatest World Cup ever discuss uh yeah yeah why not <laughs> do you know what it's such a relief everything is such a relief we started off on friday and do you know what i kind of thought after friday i've built up this for three years and it it kind of felt like it let it let me down and someone tweeted us your podcast was nothing but a whinge fest and that individual was was right but thankfully saturday i fell in love again with rugby can finally. I, can I just finally. Dis- can I just distance that comment? I, I don't think they were necessarily referring to me and Phil in, in that occasion. The last podcast, JB, was a whinge fest. Oh, it was, wasn't it? But it, you, you fell back in love with rugby, Jay. You, you can lust after any woman, but you can only truly love the game of rugby <laughs> like it was on Sunday. <laughs> oh, right. it, There's only one place to start. The, I mean, is the Japan victory, I mean, it, it is the greatest Rugby World Cup moment Ever quite quite arguably, try- well certainly the biggest upset. It's it's one of the biggest upsets I think I've ever seen in in world sport. Regardless of the World Cup, rugby, I can't ever remember something like that. No, it's I'm such tra- an underdog victory. I mean, yeah, I mean France beating the All Blacks is oh that's a big upset. Not really. Fifteen professional players. Not that the Japanese aren't, aren't professional by the way, but you know, fifteen high level players against fifteen other high level players. It can happen. This is unheard of. It's not like they're all playing in top top fourteen clubs or. There's a couple of guys in Super Rugby, but nothing, nothing much really. Nothing at all. Uh, yeah. These these aren't players that you hear of on a regular basis or household names. And I hope that some of the you know people that aren't as passionate about rugby as you clearly are, because you've downloaded this, you obviously love the game because that's why you're listening to this, and the, we are. I, that if any needed to know how amazing just Rugby World Cup and and Rugby Union is, the fact that you had a whole full stadium in Brighton. Going bananas, yeah. At not even their team that they were supporting at that Japan victory, and you were in Carlisle playing, oh. weren't you? And the clubhouse was rocking. I was in Carlisle, and I'd just been punched in the face by their second row. Not in the clubhouse, you know. Um, <laughs> was he a South African just upset or something? No, 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 no. Was this during the game? This is during the game, so I've got a big like gash against my eye, and we pretty much ended up hugging as Japan went over. But last strike, was Kane? Is it Kane Hesketh? Is that what you say? Hesketh. Hesketh. Hesketh, yeah. Hesketh. The reserve winger who scored in the corner. Oh, but a, a beautiful image. I was I was the same. I was jumping up and down. I was with a few mates just watching it in someone's front room and we were 
again going absolutely absolutely bananas. Oh. JB, oh, no. who had who had three minutes thirty on the <laughs> on the sweepstake for Jay's phone going off. Sorry, <laughs> turn off the other one. But it, it's it's such such a victory. I was so like nervous, excited. Those mixed emotions, like so built up for it. Do you know the most amazing thing was? It wasn't like it was a fifteen. 12 game and oh. you know it's just a good defense and a few kicks and a really this is real rugby attacking rugby they scored what was it 31 all in the end no sorry 33 32 yes just uh, 30, some tweets no, 30, oh, 32 30, 34, 34. 30, yeah. yeah exactly some tweets we received during the game um bolly and jack on twitter said love japan tackle low scrummage hard run straight Love it, and that, that was—it was really quite simple what they did. But they just took South Africa on. Uh, they really did, even at the driving mall. Yeah, the driving mall. Their scrums, one hundred percent scrum success, and their scrummaging was brilliant. The, I, the fast hooking. I'm not going to go as far as to take credit for this. But I did, <laughs> but I did last. But, but, but yeah. I'm not going to. But I did last podcast uh, allude to Japan's scrummaging and how they. Have routinely said that they believe that they can scrimmage with the best in the world, and they can. They absolutely can. And I don't know what the pack weight difference was, but I imagine it was significant. You know, in the land of giants which we currently reside in, when you've got someone like Ibn Etzebeth and Lou Diega, Lou Diega, Tycho Tycho Anomaly on Twitter said, "Japan, by the way, I've got a better Gloucester kit than Gloucester." <laughs> that <laughs> was great chat. That was after my. Uh... Canada have a better Wales kit than than Wales. Yes, yeah, unfortunately they do. Um, but yeah, the, the Japan victory. So the, their set piece was solid. Some of the attacking play was excellent. Like the the second to last try that they scored, the backs move, the interchange of passing was superb. But then the composure in those last five minutes when they were mm. camped on South Africa's line and they had scrum after scrum and they had lineouts and everything went to hand and they kept holding yep. the ball. This is the biggest compliment you can give, and it's it was like watching New Zealand. It was like watching a team as composed and experienced and as clinical as New Zealand play. I can't. I think this is why it's so amazing. I can't imagine the pressure they must have felt. Do we kick for the <laughs> kick for the draw, or do we scrimmage with the South Africans? <laughs> oh, to go for it as well. Many think of how many international captains of much. More teams of more pedigree would have gone for sticks. Yeah, I was sitting there with the Broughton Park coach, who's also a very highly regarded coach in the RFU. He's saying, "Kick it, go, just go for the draw, go for the draw," and then he just scrummaged them once. I think the scrums reset three times, but they, they got a penalty from the first scrum, and they said, said "scrum again." They yeah. got a penalty oh. in their favour. And anyone's oh. listened to podcasts in the past knows how much I love reset scrum after reset scrum. Oh, I, yeah. I genuinely do. Fortune favours the brave blossoms, and well, well done, Japan. It was well amazing. done indeed. I'd just say one. One more thing about it. I felt like it was a really profound moment. I actually, it was. like, an hour after it, I was sitting there and I still had, like, my adrenaline was up, my heart was beating faster than normal, my hands were, like, shaking a little bit. I, it, it actually had physiological changes. I actually show. I actually, <laughs> I, um, around the, around the breakfast, we were having breakfast um, as a family this morning, so it's Sunday now, so this was the day after the game. And I said, oh, just, just watch this, played the last 10 minutes. And uh, my lad was getting eating his breakfast, about to go off to rug- mini rugby. 
And I watched it with uh, my wife, Kate, and she went, at the end, she went, oh, my God, I actually feel quite emotional yeah. watching that. It was like just the, the, the joy and the way they were bundling together. It was, it was like a Hollywood film. And Phil Gray on Twitter, uh, at Rugby Podcast, you can get in touch with us. He said, cue Hollywood, a Japanese cool runnings, please. Oh, <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I mean, if you're going to wait to get a scalp, that's a scalp you want, isn't it? Oh, o- my God. Opening weekend. Yeah. Just uh, unbelievable, just incredible. Such the only a good ones that even come close to it are probably the famous France victories over New Zealand. Yeah, or maybe the Argentine victory over South Africa. It's, it's in a World Cup. No, this, South Africa, sorry, France. This is why I'm saying already this is, for me, the best World Cup ever because never before have the, the lesser, in inverted commas, teams been so competitive. And we will talk about USA Samoa, we'll talk about Georgia v Tonga and the other games in just a minute. But uh, we have got to let you know about this. We have got a coup for you. Thank you very much for listening. Um, you can listen on the Acast app. You can listen on iTunes. If you subscribe, well, you'll get the next episode delivered straight to you. And we're going to do one on Wednesday after the games then. But uh, with DHL, who, as you know, they're delivering rugby to the world, we have got a pair of tickets to go and see Australia versus Wales at Twickenham on Ooh. Saturday, October the 10th. That might be an important game, you know. That could might, be a very might be. Yeah. I, d- I don't care. What the, the amazing thing is, whatever the results up to that point, that is a there is a crucial high chance, game. That's a high, a high chance that that will not be a dead rubber game. There's that's no, what I'm there's, saying. There's no chance of it being a dead rubber game. <laughs> the only thing would be if Wales lose all their games, including to Fiji, which is it's which possi- is possible. It's just possible, <laughs> but it's looking like that will be. But an even absolute, then. But even then, Austra- well, it would be Australia. Even then, it yeah. would be whether England get top spot versus yeah. Australia. So the, the the importance of this game cannot be overestimated. And to get a pair of these tickets is a coup. They could be yours. Um, JB is desperately trying to work out a way that he can win them, but we've we've we've, <laughs> we've locked it down. So just want to say thanks to DHL. They are the official logistics partner of the Rugby World Cup 2015, and they are letting a lucky egg chaser with a mate head to Twickenham on Saturday the 10th of October. Now, you may be aware, DHL's tagline is delivering rugby to the world. So here's what we've come up with. To win these tickets, you have to deliver us a story of your worldwide rugby moment. So all we want is a story. It could be meeting a player when you're on your holiday at the bar or something, and uh, you've got a good story there. I mean, we or... hope it's more than that, obviously. Well, well, our favourite is going to win. So, yeah, naturally, we did get a... pull out all the stops. Yeah, we, we did get a very amusing story about a guy who met a certain professional rugby player on holiday at the bar. But it was so amusing, we couldn't actually repeat it on air. So, um, not that kind of story, but any other kind of story would be great. <laughs> all right, so maybe it was you travelled to see a team play abroad somewhere and you just showed over and above commitment, or it could be a memory from a club tour you have. Uh, and what I want you to do is email that to us um, and email it to me, and I'll have a look through them. So just again, this is how we've locked it down so JB can't cheat and win them for himself because he's a Welshman and would love to go to that game. Uh, just email it to tim at eggchasers.com. Tim at eggchasers.com. Email me your story, and our favourite will win a pair of Rugby World Cup 2015 tickets for Australia v Wales. Hang Amazing on a second. Game. The big news here is that we've got an email address. How long have we, 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 had, we had an email address for? Well, about two and a half years, however long we've been doing this podcast. <laughs> Crikey, I wonder uh, what else I've missed out uh, on. There's all the details. If, you, if, if you're really boring and you want to go and look at all the terms and conditions, if you've got, if you've got no life and nothing else to do, that's absolutely fine with us. Uh, dhlrugby.co.uk slash eggchasers. Competition is open now and closes on Friday, October the 2nd. Do you have a story of a, a worldwide rugby moment, Phil? 
worldwide, my f- favorite one is going to uh, Chicago to go and watch uh, USA versus the All Blacks. But one of my favorite moments was when I was a kid, um, when they had the Tetley's Bitter Cup um, years ago, and kind of just after professionalism. And Sedgley Park, the team that I played for and played, uh, played for as a kid and played for as an adult, drew London Wasps. And London Wasps Did played, at, played at Sedgley Park. Oh, wow. And there was about 2,000 people. Uh, Delalio was playing, Simon Shaw was playing. Um, some big, Mu- big names. In much the same way, I remember going to watch Newbury play at Leicester Tigers and they almost won because it was what one of the Leicester players at the time, this was in the 90s, one of the Leicester players had a had their stag do that night and they were all sort of they were, they were, they were already on in party mode and thought oh we'll turn we'll turn this Newbury team over and then we'll we'll move on and yeah Newbury nearly did him so oh that's awesome didn't Sedgley Park end up having beers with um who was it like red roof or someone it, it wasn't Sedgley Park it was oral uh this is going back about 10 years when oral were at the very start of their decline and the last game of the season, I, I played with a few of the lads who played in this game, but the last game of the season they were away at Cornish Pirates um, and they were staying over the night before and a few of them decided to go out for a few cheeky little pints because it, it didn't matter, it was a dead rubber game and they got into one of the bars wherever they were in Cornwall and half the Cornish Pirates team was there as well. <laughs> they were like buying each other shots at the bar. <laughs> Trying to get your opposite man more drunk than yeah, you are. Exactly. Go on then, JB. What have you got? A, a worldwide rugby moment? Uh, I'm sorry, but it's fairly, it's fairly boring because I happen to go well, with gonna, Phil you're to not Chicago. Win them. Oh, no, that's not boring. Yeah, it was. Well, what happened is we actually got kicked out of. Um, well, we, we showed up to Chicago. And we wandered around the stadium. And as it happened, all the American guys seemed to have listened to the podcast. So we thought we were really popular. When um, the New Zealanders rocked up, they basically said, oh, right, you, you, uh, you do a podcast. Great, now get out. Uh, <laughs> that was basically the conversation with Media Joe. Um, so we decided, well, we've got nothing else to do. So we went to, uh, and wandered around all of the executive boxes in, in Soldier Field, which was absolutely incredible. So you know, we asked ourselves, I wonder where the uh, owner sits. So we went up into the owner's box and watched the hacker from there. Yeah, so, yeah. so they were practicing the hacker. So <laughs> pra- pra- yeah, we yeah. got to watch the New Zealand um, practice the hacker. Uh, yeah, they practice it. At, well, this is one of the weird things actually. You just um, you just assume that they're all born in New Zealand and know the hacker, but they don't. <laughs> they actually have to practice it at some point. So they go out to the training field and every time they train, they seem to do a hacker, and that's that. It was when we watched them. It was the very first thing. The they first did. thing they as do soon they as everyone was on the pitch. The Love hacker. it. Yeah. That'll get you in game mode. Um, my, my rugby, uh, worldwide rugby moment will be from the Hong Kong Sevens. Um, there with my brother. Now he's six foot six. So he plays for London Irish, second row, and all the rest of it. Now in Hong Kong, um, again, you're going you're gonna to accuse me of stereotyping the way. <laughs> now, the here way we you go. More fi- racist comments. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the average height of people in Hong Kong is, right, is quite low. And people were just asking to take pictures um, of my brother everywhere he went, just because he was so big. They were they were going. The, the some people that knew broken English were just going giant, giant, and getting selfies with him and stuff, just because he was massive. Um, so cool. there you go. So um, Tim at eggchasers dot com. Email your deliver us. I should say your worldwide rugby moment and with DHL. Tell us your story and before October the second, and you could be at Twickers. To King's home, and where Georgia pulled off another amazing result in a, is, in a day yeah. of amazing results. I mean, it's not... I've got to be careful what I say here. Uh, it, 
to me, this is one of the most enjoyable games that I've watched in a long time. Really? Oh, I thought it was, I thought it was wonderful to watch. Uh, just the sheer organisation, and this is a boring word, but it's uh, I think it kind of summarises it quite nicely. The competence of what the Georgians did was it was quite outstanding. Their lineup was brilliant. Everything that, that that they did worked. The driving game was tight. They hit the back ball with ease. I'm not entirely sure if they'd lost the line out. Uh, their hooker can can really thrill. He can uh, you know Tom Youngs wants to have a look at uh, uh, that's right Jabba Bragvads something what his name is <laughs> just call him Jabba. Jabba love it Jabba yeah Jabba the hooker Bragvadza or something um, <laughs> or something or something <laughs> he currently plays in Georgia. He plays in Georgia. And ITV, now, if you need a new commentator, JB's here. I also do, I also do afternoon, afternoon speaking. You can't have done a worse job at commentating than Jordan Murphy, by the way. Oh, really? What, what game was he commentating on? It was the, it was the was one the, on Sunday morning, wasn't it? He was the Island Canada. Uh, oh, I, I saw him in the Island Canada game. Now, amazing player. And Jordan, if you're listening, respects you incredibly. And what the content of what you say is always brilliant. But much like with Phil Neville when he had a go at <laughs> doing football commentary. This is a really respectful thing you're saying. Can you, just, can you just cheer up? a bit Jordan come on it was yeah. like yeah that was a really good it's a really good try yeah he did well well, <laughs> well played tell you what there are some ex-players that just need to learn to get to get off the fence I'm not going to mention it, mention anyone particularly no one who used to play on the wing for sale but they <laughs> like you just can't get a, a comment or an opinion either way it's always like oh the boys will work hard uh, they're taking one game at a time, whatever it may be. Yeah. Just, just think, just think. If, you, if Jordan Murphy or, or I'll just pick a name out of the hat, Mark Quato, yeah, for, for example. For example, just just picking random names out out of the air. If just think, what would James Haskell do? Absolute banter flying around already, oh, lads. There you go. Exactly right. <laughs> yeah, the Georgia Tonga game. I I enjoyed it not I because it was a great it. spectacle, but because of like you say, the Georgian defence and their organisation was excellent. Tonga had 70% territory in possession. Georgia hardly had any ball, mm. but what they did with it was was intelligent. They kicked well, and that that shift in defence, all led by Mamuka Godza, who yeah. he is... Godzilla. I mean, how, but how many hours of time do we spend wasted talking about Wales or England or one of the major team set of pieces? And Georgia just did it effortlessly. Yeah, <laughs> just you made know, it look easy. Uh, boys, you do it like this. I'll tell you the best thing about Georgia's set piece. They scrimmage, and they've got obviously big props. So the props like settle down. Um, they're about to engage. The second row is going. They're about to engage. And then seven rocked up late, slaps the arse of the prop, engages. And then the eight rocks up even later, slaps the arse of the seven, and then <laughs> yeah. engages. That's I don't it. know if that's a, that's a one-off or what it is. That's it. I, I imagine more, them more. When, when they're doing their deadlifts and, and, and snatches in the gym, I imagine them just walking up, <laughs> slapping each other oh, on the backside yeah. before a rep. Everyone loves a good arse tap. Yeah, arse yeah. taps are for winners. Oh, I mean, Exeter Chiefs take it one level higher. That, that's the, the secret. There's the success is the, uh, the cock tap. Yeah, the cock tap is it's quite brave, isn't it, in today's society? <laughs> um, at the end of the game, after Georgia beat, beat Tonga, because there was quite a lot of Georgians in the stadium, wasn't there? They had, yeah, well, had good travelling yeah. support. Um, someone on Twitter said that Mimuka um, Godra is so popular that even if Beyonce walked in and started handing out £50 notes, <laughs> she, she wouldn't get any attention Pop, because it's... Palm off to the face. Yeah. She might have got an arse tap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. What's her scrimmaging like? That's what, that's what Gorgonza would care about. Do you know what's annoying me? Every advert, it seems, on TV revolves around one of two things. Some kind of everyman hacker 
where you know people from all walks of life do the hacker. That's intensely dull. And the other one is some form of scrummaging, whether it be in high heels or some <laughs> some some bastardization of, of our beautiful set piece, like lifting a bride up or a bridesmaid up to catch a bouquet of flowers. But didn't you kind of like that with the no? Do you remember the no? Do you remember the Lions tour when they sort of parodied rugby huh? sap- like safari? Don't you remember? I can't remember. No. They brought Brian O'Driscoll. Um, Oh, I can't remember. Which tour now. was it? The, the South Africa Lions tour. Oh, 2009. 2009. I can't remember it. No, I can't remember that either. Oh, I, so, I, I, I remember those being really good little adverts. Anyway, good. Yeah. Cool story, bro. Cool <laughs> story. <laughs> Thanks. Don't enter that. If you enter that as your worldwide rugby moment, just. <laughs> I'll tell you I, what I not... kind of half remember those adverts that were all right. <laughs> I'll tell you what not to do. You will lose. I'll t- I, and, this, and this is serious. Do not do this. Um, if you don't know what the George, Georgian hooker's name is, because I can't pronounce it, do not Google Georgian hooker. Because <laughs> I have done that. I, I did it today. Very good. <sighs> Very good. Uh, well, just well done, Georgia. And so I, I'm standing by it. We haven't had a result like this at a World Cup, and then two on the same day. Um, yeah. Now oh, I, oh, I, the, I know I, I know that the, 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 the Georgia beating though. Tonga wasn't wasn't as big a magnitude nearly as much as Japan South Africa. No. But even so, Tonga are a, a, world, a team with World Cup pedigree, and Georgia. Yeah, they're, they're five places below them in the rankings. Tonga is 11. that all? Tonga eleven, Georgia sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Sixteen. Yeah. I tell, I'm really looking forward to them playing Argentina now. The scrummaging yeah. in that. I, be. I know it's going to be... Well, I think it's going to be an Argentine win, but yeah. who knows? If we if we knew, we uh, we wouldn't bother to play. Um, but I, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm thinking uh, it was it was pointed out to us on Twitter, and it's at Rugby Podcast, as I said. It's been pointed out to us that um, most teams look like they have a hairdresser in camp. And, and, <laughs> oh, are we talking and, about Tongan hair? And, and I think no more so is that the case than New Zealand. Oh, my word. They, they spend a long time. <laughs> oh, no. Those you've New got, Zealand backs spend a long time on their hair. You've so got a long... No, 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 no. The Tongan front row have got a very interesting kind of mix. They've got one with a high top. guess that's okay. <laughs> They've got one with a mohawk. But ultimately, you know, he's a front rower. So yeah. mohawk, you know, it happens. The last one is inexplicable. <laughs> it is completely shaved off. Yeah. Except for a ponytail. Yeah. That, that, that's it. That's it. And I'm guessing he plays in Tongo because I'd definitely notice, notice this guy if he was in the Aviva or even in like the top 14. Yeah, just imagine sat down. So, uh, something for the weekend, sir. Yeah, uh, everything off the front and uh, just leave the back <laughs> yeah. as it is. That's fine. Oh, everything? Yeah, yeah, everything. Everything. <laughs> how, cl- how close do you want me to go? Like, what, four, five on the race? No, just Bick. Bick it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't mess around. Yeah, quite um, an incredible hairstyle. Just going back to your point, I think it is a bit premature to say the greatest uh, World Cup ever because we have had we had the Japan result is one of my favourite all time sporting moments. I think it's incredible. There have been a couple of games that haven't been as good, like the the Ireland England, Canada game. Yeah, I was, England I was wasn't th- a great game. Thoroughly disappointed with Canada, England. Yeah, it wasn't. Wales a, it wasn't was pretty a, miserable a, as well. To be fair, neither of those were great spectacles of rugby, but it's shaping up very nicely. Mm. There have been a few records this set. Uh, this the, oh, here we go. Fact man, Phil, go on. Uh, well, the, the South African team that lost was the most experienced team ever fielded in an international match. Wow. Yes, I knew that. The most caps. We need to get the fact sound effect in the in the rugby dungeon. We have had a couple of technical <laughs> issues. Final Maka's rugby, Memorial Rugby Dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't Memorial, doesn't that mean he's... He yeah. passed away. Uh, well, no, it, just, yeah. it, just, it, just, it just means JB... 
Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Has fond memories of Fidel <laughs> Macca's <laughs> antics and dungeons. dungeons. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was the highest attendance at a World Cup match as well, Wembley. South Africa record for most caps is correct. Yeah. But today it was broken by New Zealand who have more caps again. Oh really? Yeah, so it's been broken twice. So you're kind of right. <laughs> thanks. That's thanks, okay. Jay. It wasn't the time. Yeah. I, where, where does that where does that leave South Africa's pool? I mean, you would never write off a team like that. No. And and Japan were excellent, so any team can be done by their day on by Japan, which is the news here. That's the news here. They they are they are a force. Yeah. But South Africa if they win all of their remaining games, um could still finish top of the pool. They could. They got four tries. They got a losing bonus point. They got two points. It's a bit of an anomaly with the bonus point scoring system that you can actually lose a game. Well, sorry, a team that wins every game doesn't necessarily finish top of the pool. Which is ridiculous. Yes, it is ridiculous. So theoretically, let's say Japan now win every game a four-point victory. Yeah. So then, then they would have 16 points. South Africa got two points from the Japan game. If they get three bonus point victories in their remaining games, they'd have 17 points. Yes. It's, it's, it's kind of ridiculous, and it's the reason, as we've discussed before, why the Six Nations don't have a bonus point system. It is. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's un- unlikely, but it is crazy. Japan versus Samoa strikes me, pre-World Cup, as a match between equals. And... I still think it's going to be a match between equals. I think you could flip a coin and say, yeah. either Japan or... I, I can't call that game. And I'm not sure that Japan can beat Scotland. I think they can. I'm not sure they will. Sorry. I, I think... I also think on the back of that that result, I think Scotland could potentially turn over South, South Africa. Africa. Yeah, that's a great point. Wow. It's become a pool of death as well. Because... No, 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 that's a pool of certain death, isn't it? A pool of certain death, yeah. <laughs> Certain well, it, de- it definitely is if you try tackling Alessandra Tuolangi mm. in full flow. Pool, pool of certain <laughs> death and extreme mutilation. Yeah. <laughs> that that was another great game, by, uh, by the way, as well. Samoa USA, that was an excellent game. Yeah. Two teams trying to play. It was disappointing the way it pa- panned out. Now, that's the way I expected Japan, South Africa and Tonga, Georgia to pan out, is that after 60 minutes, the, the, the better team on paper would pull away. Yeah. And it's exactly what happened with New Zealand, Argentina as well. Uh, yeah, that was a good game. Uh, New Zealand, sorry, Argentina started very strongly, and yeah. they seem to have um, a lot of fears. There's some beautiful, off, uh, some beautiful offloads, but as both teams started to get a little bit more tired, uh, you could just see uh, the All Blacks structure started coming into play, and then their skills started ki- kicking into an extra gear. Extra Uncharacteristic try. number of errors from New Zealand close to the try line. Yeah, three, wasn't it? I saw three certain tries. Certain try, at least three certain tries that they butchered. Yeah, because New Zealand, early on, Argentina were in the ascendancy. And then, as like you say, as the game developed, New Zealand's fitness and their depth, it did come through. They had more territory, mm. more possession, but were very un-New un Zealand, and they, they weren't clinical. 
if it wasn't for Milner Scudder's hands like feet, um, <laughs> the, uh, a beautiful offload by Sonny Bill would have resulted in a try. Yeah, Milner Scudder was in my fantasy team as well. Ooh, dear. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I had Surveyor and he didn't, didn't do anything. Yeah, now he's another one. He started very brightly. He had about seven carries. Well, it felt like he had seven carries. I don't know how many carries he actually had. <laughs> but it felt like he had a lot of carries. That's the difference between Phil and JB right there. That, sp- att- that attention no, to detail. The difference <laughs> is I, I speak from the heart and Phil's dead inside. <laughs> he's a dead robot. Um, but by the way, just just a, a few a few things thanks, that pe- a, a few things that people got in touch with us about, and I've got so I've got a few questions. Is the Rugby World Cup ball more bulbous than normal balls? It, and it did look slightly rounder. Next time you watch a game, look at it. All right, like a rugby league ball. Almost. It's a bit more like a rugby mm. league ball, yeah. yeah. And does that make a difference in handling wise? Phil, yes. you know rugby league a bit, a little bit. Uh, yeah, more, I've played a bit of rugby league. Um, it it makes a difference um, in kicking actually. Because it's close to rounder, so it'll travel straighter and truer. So kicking percentages in rugby league are generally a little bit higher than rugby union. Banana Tom twenty four on Twitter said the Egg Chasers podcast continues continues to be a major influencer, uh, pointing out that ITV were now discussing the South African team Blazers and how lovely mm, they were. So they're discussing Stash, they're discussing Blazers. Soon they'll be talking about. Um, having boots on in promotional shots. <laughs> there are they they clearly listen to the Egg Chasers Rugby podcast and we're glad about that. Well if they do, let's let's eliminate the knock on, but we'll save that for another day. <laughs> Neil Back has tweeted in saying uh, has had a comment uh, what's the name of the Fijian second row? Anyway uh, Nakarawa. Nakarawa has been cited after in the England game after the referee saw that alleged tip tackle on Johnny May and said penalty continue. The TMO had a look at it and said it's fine, penalty's enough the citing officer, after they looked at it on the field of play, the team feels it necessary to cite the player. Unbelievable. And Neil Back's words are, <gasps> if he's found guilty, the rugby world has officially officially gone PC mad. Have some empathy with our game. Hear, hear. Yes. Hear, hear, hear Neil Back. Uh, it's, it's, it's nothing new. It's not like I've been saying this for about a million years now. I don't know who we're trying to appeal to. Uh, but there's a certain section in the rugby community that are determined to ruin this game. They are determined by hook or by crook to somehow ruin it for the people that people that actually really love it. There was nothing there. The, the referee dealt with it. End of. We have the lessons of professionalism and we have the path that we do not want to go down. So let's not go down the path of football, please. Please. Uh, it wasn't actually uh, Nakarawa that was cited. It was the other second row. Um, I've got his name here. Jay, do you want to try oh, and... yeah, please. Let me try and uh, <laughs> read it. Okay, so I can confidently tell you now it is... Wakanaru Atu? <laughs> no idea. Um, Wales, then. So you're a Welshman, JB. Were you ever going to learn a lot from that Uruguay match? No. Or, and if there's anything, what have you learned? What can we possibly learn other than the Uruguayans are fairly handsome? But I mean, what were you expecting from a bunch of Latin playboys that play international rugby as a hobby? Um, did they? Did the commentators mention what jobs they do? Oh, um, of course they did. They love of a bit of that, they don't did. they? Uh, most, of med- most of them are medical students. And then we had a few injuries. I was expecting yeah. that. I mean, it just—it was going to happen. It's part of Gatland's game plan, isn't it? More, I, I in, more injuries. So. It's happening every every game. But luckily, it's only to Corey Allen. Um, Corey Allen, who scored a hat trick. Yeah, did, against did, Uruguay. Who cares? Yeah, he, he, Phil. I'd back too. <laughs> Phil Gray. Uh, Phil Gray has tweeted on the subject of Wales's injuries at Rugby Podcast. He said uh, possible replacement centres: one, James Hook; two, Justin Tipperick, <laughs> as an auxiliary centre; three, Big Gav. Mm. And four, Hugh from the six o'clock news. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I'm probably just just behind Hugh. 
Five JB. JB. Oh, yeah. Uh, is it not time that we pick up the phone and call Gavin? <laughs> Let's call Gav. Let's give him the World Cup that not only he wants, but he so rightly deserves. Hmm. Well, he's back fit. He's playing for Bristol. He's running the show. He is. Yeah, he I'm is. just saying. And you want that long-range kicker? Just saying. So the injuries from that game. So Corey Allen went off injured. Mm-hmm. Liam Williams went off injured. Yep. Samson Lee only played 40 minutes, but we don't know whether that was... No, that was tactical. That was tactical. Um, Tipperick came on and then went off. Yep. Um, was there no, anyone else? Didn't Tipperick get start? Tip- Tipperick start? Uh, sorry, not Tipperick. Lydiot came, yeah. came on and then went off. Apparently it's Paul, a cut. Paul no. James as well. Um, so his car had some damage to his calf. So you... <sighs> Wonderful. When you combine that with the... The previous injuries that we've already discussed. We'll be all right. And I mean, the, un- the uncertainty around Alan Wynn Jones as well. Yeah, okay, so Alan Wynn will be. Uh, he, here's the important people Alan Wynn, Bigger, Roberts, everything else can kind of slot into place, and Samson Lee. We kind of get those right, and we're okay. Oh, and, and Warburton. Uh, <laughs> and Warburton, yeah. By the way, Valatow. I, I, know Val- Phil, Valatow, yeah. I know Phil's got some interesting stats on replacement prop Thomas Francis and his contribution to the game. In, <laughs> bearing in mind, they were rampant, they were attacking the whole half. The whole match, they were attacking the whole match. They were putting tries over for fun. And, uh, yeah, Thomas Francis came on at half-time played in four, the second half. Played 40 minutes, uh, didn't carry the ball once, didn't make a single tackle, uh, received the ball once and gave one pass. That, wow. that was it. So his his line of stats looks, uh, when you go left to right, 0 one zero 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 zero. What's that Morse code for? It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's binary. Binary, binary yeah. for something. We have made the point before that he looks like a very good scrimmaging prop, but he doesn't offer a huge amount around the park, does he? Not particularly, no. I mean, there's, there's only one there's only one highlight from from the World Cup so far, and and that is the performance of Japan. But um, other than that, what was your sort of standout kind of moment from the from the opening weekend of the Rugby World Cup? Not a standout moment, but maybe a standout thought for me, which is all these senior nations. And Phil disagrees with this, but this this is my point of view. All these senior nations that are having huge training camps and going to Colorado or Switzerland or wherever it may be, doesn't seem to matter that much because you have people like Georgia and you have Japan who've just got the basics nailed down, go to World Cup and perform really, really well. I'm, I look at it completely the opposite way, that all of the smaller teams have had more access, they've had longer training camps, they've mm-hmm. had more games, more time together than ever before, and you're actually seeing the, the benefits of that. So it, it actually proves yeah. that the, the training camps are more important. Well, you say that, but England have had a much larger training camp than Georgia, and Tom Young still can't throw a ball. So <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know, what do we need, another week in Colorado? Two weeks in Colorado. <laughs> I, I don't know how to fix that. How amazing could this World Cup be if every game was like that? Because we still yeah. have yeah. Ireland 50, Canada 7. We still have Wales 54, Uruguay 9. And, and you look at what happens when you get great coaches, Steve Borthwick assisting Eddie Jones and the team that they've built in Japan and the Georgia coaching team that they've got. Let's, we, as, as world rugby, let's, uh, let's try and fund these lesser nations. Yeah. Uh, here's an interesting one. Do you with football? When they have a World Cup in a weird place, I say weird, like a non-traditional football-playing nation, for instance, Japan and Korea, both those teams did relatively well because they got in good coaches and these non-traditional teams actually did okay. Switzerland did all right in the Euros, that, that, yeah. that, that kind of thing. We've never really had that with rugby. I'd like to see a World Cup go to the United States next. Well, Cap- Japan in 2019. Yeah, so that, that, I mean, if you think Japan are good now, wait till 20, 2019. Yeah. And do an aw- you can do an awful lot in four years. Yeah. And the one after that should definitely be United States and Canada. Uh, Argentina? Oh, yeah, imagine. Argentina. Well, that's if we're allowed in. Get some because... good beef. 
Get some good beef there. <laughs> I'd, we'll, I'd go from... on a road trip to South America to watch uh, to watch the World Cup. Ur- Uruguay cool. and Argentina joint. Yeah. Like Montevideo, Buenos Aires, and uh, yeah, other, other other cities <laughs> in Argentina. Why did you make that wrong you, know? you, you could have just gone with two cities. <laughs> what, what? No, you had to be clever. Na- name another city in Argentina. Um, uh, I cannot. Uh, Port uh, Stanley. Is that, is that in the Falklands? It is in the Falklands, yeah. Malvinas. Oh, no, that's our city. Sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Um, right, let's look ahead then. So, Wednesday, 23rd, the game's come thick and fast. We've got a few days off to just take a breather and watch that Japan game again and again and again. Australia v Fiji looks an interesting little matchup. Yeah, it'll be nice yeah. to see the Australians get a run out. Uh, is this kind of not what Fiji were whinging about last time? Or Samoa whinging about last Samoa time? Samoa made a... a very good point last time that they were expected to play similar to what Japan are doing now they're expected to play um, two days. two games with like like a three or four day turnaround which mm. is what, what Japan are doing which is it's fundamentally unfair isn't it it's difficult it is difficult yeah it is a bit and it's you can see that it's been motivated by money that's the that's the disappointing well, thing about it because it, 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 no, it, it isn't, it's, it isn't it's a random draw it isn't a random draw it's TV England aren't playing on Saturday because they won a, a sort of fixture lottery. They're playing on Saturday evening because it will generate the most cash in advertising. It's got to be paid for somehow. No, no, I understand I guess, that. I do understand that. Well, as long as that money that they do generate then gets spread the throughout the world it game, just go, I'm just, kind of with it. Just go to a small elite of players. <laughs> um, I'm very clear on this. So, uh, so Australia, they're, they're, the, they're the one team we haven't seen from Paul A so far. What are yeah. you expecting? I would say the Fijians are probably going to be a little out of steam. You wouldn't ask... I don't even think you'd ask a club team, would you, to turn around that, 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 that quickly? You never do. So Six days is the... Like in the Aviva Premiership. Yeah, yeah so that's, that's a hard ask for You them. rarely get... No, you sometimes have Sunday and Friday. You might occasionally get Very that. occasionally. Yeah. So they'll, they'll obviously be very pumped up for the England game, and I just wonder if you catch them on... And this will be a lot, the same, same for a lot of the small teams that put it putting brave performances where they're just going to catch them on a bit of a downer and next thing you know you're playing Australia I think Aust- I think we will be on Wednesday about 6 o'clock we'll be saying wow Australia are one of the real front runners I reckon they're just going to I reckon I think they might rip Fiji to shreds I think yeah mm. I think you're right I, but, then, but then I also said oh, Tonga will beat Georgia and oh, South Africa will roll yeah, Japan we were quite over flippant easy. about that we, yeah, we, we really were, were. I, I, I Phil was wasn't. I Phil wasn't. Phil was the one going. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, the, only, the, only, the only small shred of credit I can take is uh, <laughs> I said that I, I said that Japan might scrimmage. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you're not taking credit for their actual performance on the pitch. Well, that just recognising. That was very humble of you, Jay. Um, I, I actually think that the most positive thing from Fiji's performance against England was the shape of their defence. So I think they'll make it life difficult for Australia. Mm. Uh, and it will be interesting to see if they pick up a bonus point because I, think they probably will. I, I fully expect Australia to win the bonus point isn't that easy but it could be crucial uh, Scotland versus Japan the two, that's, the, that's the first kickoff on Wednesday 2.30pm flip, yeah. flip a coin I I'm, just don't know I'm annoyed that I'll be in work for this because this is I'll be in work such I will be oh, thank you Chris Moyles for nicking my job <laughs> <laughs> this will be this will be a hell of a game so important I, I I just don't know. I the don't stakes know. are massive. Yes, yeah. There's no this game now. I suppose the upside is there's no the upside for Scotland. There's no chance of them underestimating Japan now. <laughs> but there's two teams I think are ripe for for, for the taking: uh, New Zealand and South Africa. All those caps don't necessarily uh, mean they're experienced. It might mean they're a little bit 
a bit old. Yeah, it, do, it means the they are experienced, but some of the players are arguably in. They're arguably declining well, from their peak. Yeah, I, I, Schalke I, I, is not a world class. No, and I'm so glad that Jean de Villiers is back and playing. Mm. But he looks like a guy that's that's had. Not not just an injury. He looks like a guy that's had like a serious illness. Yeah, he's like <laughs> he doesn't yeah. look he's a well all, he's man, does he? He's really gone. I completely. <laughs> he's I, lost. I he's that. lost a bit of mass, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He maybe, has. He has and if you look at the, the South African, the South African pairing that they went with during the championship, they they were magnificent. He would have had to have been like sucking juices through a straw, though, presumably, because his jaw he's was broken. like wired. Had, oh yeah. crikey! Yeah, the other injury that he's had. Yeah, because he had his complete knee reconstruction and then came back and played two games. I completely and then broke that. his jaw and hasn't been able to. Yeah, well, I, couldn't oh. get the, couldn't get the calories in. Well, I mean, you have protein <laughs> shakes through a straw, right? Yeah, Milk, uh, milkshakes are a good way of getting calories, aren't they? McDonald's milkshakes. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Nice, yeah, yeah, nice yeah. efficient way of getting calories. Yeah. Um, Maca Vinopola will tell you that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so we're all going for an Australia win. Um, Phil saying Phil's more cautious. I think Australia might. I'm I'm saying after we've completed the first round, uh, after everyone's played, I think Australia are going to look the most impressive. But then England will still do it. Um, Scotland versus Japan. How do you see it going? I think Scotland will win. Narrow Scotland win for me. I don't I want, want it to be. Go on, Phil. I want Japan to win. I really, the... really want Japan oh, to win. Oh, just as a side I note. I really want Japan to Canterbury win. Canterbury last night sold out of Japan <laughs> jerseys. I was saying only the other week, I was in the official World Cup store on Oxford Street and the Japan shirt looked beautiful. I nearly bought one. It's lovely, isn't it? It is gorgeous. And Canterbury and Adidas have done amazing work. They're clearly winning the stash wars. Nike is... Um, Pumas. Pumas. Yeah. All, all gorgeous. Um, um, just a point on Japan... So they have beaten top-tier nations before, um, but they've never beaten a top-tier nation outside of Japan. So they've beaten Argentina, Wales and Italy, and a Scotland select team. Oh, yeah, all, they beat all Wales, in. I they remember that. They did, but that was all, during a Lions tour. It yeah. was during a Lions tour, yeah. the, the Wales one. But, but yeah. their, their first victory against a top-tier nation outside of Japan. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say Japan for the good, win. Good for you, Phil. Wow. Bold prediction. The final two teams we're going to see are Romania and Namibia, and they've both got pretty formidable opponents. France in a five-day turnaround. What are Romania like? Where are they in the rankings? Uh, I think they're the lowest. Are they the lowest ranked team? I've got it up here. Uruguay. I'm guessing Uruguay is lower. Uh, sorry, yeah. No, Namibia is the lowest ranked team. Really? Yeah. Uh, Romania just behind Georgia. Uh, they're 17th position. Just on the uh, Namibia, have you seen that Jacques has announced his retirement from the end of the season? What what kind of retirement? Uh, retirement from rugby. What all rugby? All rugby. Retirement. The, from the end of this coming season. The end of this year. Yeah, end of the fifteen sixteen season. Oh, it's all gone down so hill since he cut his hair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, Jay, sorry to be the bearer of bad news, Jay. Oh. Uh, that's a really depressing end to uh, <laughs> thanks, what's been a well, really fun podcast. Yeah, I'll, I'll, thanks, cheer, I'll cheer you up a little bit, Tim. Go on. Try. Uh, Andy Good's coming back. No, no. <laughs> Your out for six months. Oh, there you go. Why is that nice? <laughs> that is karma right there. It, it is karma because you, he should have been stamp. Ba- he should have been banned from no, the World I'm Cup. No, I'm sorry, right? You two uh, <laughs> nicely camped out on your, you know, on Mount Pius. Uh, that's not Mount yes, Pius. Yes, it is. Mount oh. Pius going, I think that world rugby... Do you know what that well, stumper needs? Do you I, know I what think he deserves? That... A cruise shit... A, a <laughs> no, cruise shit... I, 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 I think that the French... I think that the French Federa- Rugby Federation not stepping in when Johan Uget stepped on someone's face deliberately... Tim. Uh, Did you more than never tell was, you two wrongs do not make a right? ...was the most <laughs> cynical bit of um, self... 
what's it called? Self preservation. Self preservation. That you can see that that. Not Johan. No. Not Uge's fault, though. Stuart Lancaster has engendered a culture, JB. <laughs> yes, Tim. Where, I like it. Where no one gets away with behaving like that. Dylan Hartley did far less and he missed out did. on a World Cup. <laughs> Yoan Uge just flew under the radar and got let off. But that's uh, because... One of the most outrageous but you understand, things that have happened on no, a no, rugby you, field. No, no, it's, it's nothing, really. I mean, you understand that the RFU is now... He could have... He could have... It's run by maniacs. It's run by absolute maniacs who I, are employing life coaches and... You know, engendering cultures and doing everything which isn't Let's rugby. Not another rant. We can't have another culture rant. People, yes. have, people said they will stop listening if you keep on going with your culture rants. I was, I was being flippant about Uge. Uge. Yeah, we're not it's, happy. He's, he's a very, yeah, talent, you, he's a very talented player. Yeah, okay, okay. He'll um, be missed. He will be. Missed he will be missed by me, and I like shouting his name. Uge. <laughs> Uge. Uge. <laughs> but in some small way, I think justice has been served. Unfortunately, it means that he's been injured. Just has been served That's... a good knee injury. <laughs> Ooh, I'd rather that warms my heart. I'd rather that he'd just been banned and yes. he'd been perfectly fit and he could have trained and all the rest of it. But, Agreed. Um, uh, there we go. Uh, right. So, a quick reminder: you could be going to the Rugby World Cup 2015 with us, Egg Chasers, and thanks to DHL, the official logistics partner of the Rugby World Cup. So, you could win some tickets for Australia against Wales, the pivotal final match in Paul A going to be massive so and what we need from you is because DHL deliver rugby to the world we want you to deliver us your worldwide rugby moment you heard some of the stories we gave you earlier email yours and send it to tim at eggchasers.com and our favourite one will win tickets to the Rugby World Cup 2015 and see Australia versus Wales at Twickenham on Saturday October the 10th dhlrugby.co.uk slash eggchasers for all the details competition is open now and closes on Friday October the 2nd uh, get busy with that one and hopefully we'll have some more stories to share, maybe yours on Wednesday. Um, also, I suppose we should mention our our ESPN Fantasy League. 100% we should. We, we've got like um, over 750 teams yeah. in our league, which is awesome. Thank you very much for that. We're, we're chuffed to bits. I had and, no idea that Fairytale Rugby was so, was so popular. And we're, we're assembling a pretty cool prize, um, including, and thank you very much to BT Sport, some VIP tickets to the recording of one of their Rugby Tonight shows is the latest prize we can add to that. So, Which we've been to one of the, the and Rugby Tonight recordings. it is tremendous fun. It yeah. really awesome. is really awesome. And we, awesome. Uh, we got the VIP treatment when we were there, and you get, like, Nespresso pods, Lawrence Delalio making you that and offering you some Danishes. Yep. Before Ben K gets back and snaffles and all up. I believe up. you might have some stash as well that we, that we can give away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have any Indian details of that we'll, just yet. We'll try and get a Japan shirt um, added to the list. But we'll, we'll work if on If we get that, a Japan shirt, I can guarantee you I'm not giving it away. <laughs> I guarantee you will not. Here's my guarantee to all listeners. You will not get a, get any Japan shirts. <laughs> At Rugby Podcast is where you can find us on Twitter. Listen on the Acast app. And also on iTunes, we love you too. If you if you enjoy the podcast, take a moment to give us a review and your thoughts there on iTunes. And we will see you on Wednesday after the next round of games in the Rugby World Cup 2015. Already the best World Cup <laughs> ever. Uh, fact. Maybe a bit early to confirm that as an official fact. Good work, JB. Thank you, Tim. Nice one, Phil. Cheers, Tim. Absolute banter flying around already. <laughs> oh, lads. See you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.